rocksection86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Folks, welcome to another episode of The Song, Inside and Out. I am your host, Blake Clayton, uh, and we are talking to the one and only 
Husky Burnett. Husky, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Going real good. I, I was thinking earlier today, I was like, when did I first meet Husky? And it, it was uh, at Chris, the first Christie Fest at BJ and Coley's house. Uh, seems like years ago. Yeah, yeah. It seems like forever ago. We were just listening. Uh, me and my buddy Kent were just listening to a recording from that night. Me and Old were just talking about that, an Old Sleeper, um, about how fun that night was. It was wee wee hours with their little laptop on record, campfire singing stupid songs. <laughs> it was it was one of those one, it was one of those evenings that you couldn't reproduce. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, uh, we got you on the show tonight. Um, first of all, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, some news you have for your album Tales from uh, East End Boulevard, and we're also going to talk about uh, kind of the title track from that, the East End Boulevard song. So. Um, what do you, what do you have in store for the album uh, Tales from East End Boulevard? Um, well, we just re-released it uh, with some bonus tracks. Um, it was at the end of its two-year push for promo, and instead of uh, reordering and going through all that, we figured uh, we've been working on this new album, brand new album for November, and so just to put something out there until November. Uh, we re-released uh, Tales from East End Boulevard with bonus tracks to kind of plus the, just to, to give give people something to listen to and some new stuff until the new new stuff comes out. And it's songs that were never really uh, mixed that great. They were never mastered. And they were never released. Um, the two of them were kind of sort of released, but that just kind of fell off. Sure. But um, they uh, never got put out there, and it's just tracks from back when uh, back when I was just doing this man band thing, and uh, they just needed to see the light of day, basically. There you go. And we uh, at the beginning of the interview, we played uh, So Dog on Lonesome, which is a Johnny Cash cover, and that's one of the bonus tracks. The other three are uh, Best I Can and Butter My Cornbread and Skinny Women. So uh, the song East End Boulevard... Um, so is East End Boulevard a, a, a real place, or is it a fictional place? It is a, definitely a real place, but it uh, isn't called East End Boulevard. The snazzy name I come up with <laughs> for, for the title of the song, it's definitely a real place, though. It's about, about a rough part of town, East Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Tennessee? Chattanooga, Tennessee. So yeah, it's a well, rough part of town i guess <laughs> so <Definitely>. so, <laughs> so at the beginning of it you know you, you you who is the person that's featured when you, it's kind of the little intro with the with the clapping and the who is who is that that is me and jv beverly and uh the my old drummer the guy that actually played drums on the album uh, dave dowda bucks real kill Banjo Buck, um, I believe he was in there doing that with us too. I'm not sure. So you know, when um, I would I would consider you you know a, a blues artist. I guess if you're with that, would you be comfortable with that's the the genre? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you know, like bluegrass or like anything else, there's subgenres of, of blues music. How did you get into playing blues music? Really, my family, mainly my uncle. Um, 
well, one, my uncle, my uncle Tim, uh, he's passed away now. He was a blues guitarist. Um, and he was smoking. I always looked up to him, man. He was so good as a guitarist. And I would watch videos of his trying to figure out, you know, certain little licks that he was doing that I just, the more I watched it, the more, uh, dumbfounded I got <laughs> trying to figure out his licks, you know, and, and, and uh, also number two, um, there's a guy here, a uh, professor, Dr. Russell Lindemann from Chattanooga, and uh, he uh, he hosted a blues show on the college radio station uh, every Wednesday night, I believe. And I was just somehow because of my uncle got into that radio show and listened to that every night and just got sucked into it basically. What is the difference between you know writing a, a, a blues song and I, I don't want to say a normal song, but what's what's different about writing blues songs, both lyrically and and musically? Um, there it's it's like taking a, I mean not not all the blues, like you like the majority of the lyrics you got like, well I don't know I wouldn't say the majority, but you got like hard times and stuff, and it's basically you're like putting a, a, a troubled hard time to uh, telling the story of a, of a really bad time or something, putting it to a beautiful noise, you know, sure. is what, the way I like to describe it. It's like, but then again, blues doesn't have to be about hard times. Like, there's there's sexy, there's, you know, just there's tons of stuff that's, you know. Definitely. But it, but it's still, it's still different because I, I think a lot of the stuff, at least, at least in my writing, is a lot of it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it's real stuff that, that has definitely happened. And that's, you know, uh, still to this day, about 85% of what I write about is real things, instances, whatever, good or bad, that, that have happened in real life stuff. And, and and that's what I like to listen to sure. as well. So I guess that's why I, I write like that. Because I like, you know, knowing the... Knowing the story behind the song, and especially if it's real life, just you know. Definitely, I, I find but, that a, a lot of the songwriters I listen to, you know, when you ask them how, you know, how much of your music or your songs are, you know, true stories or real life, they they say about ninety, ninety five, ninety, ninety percent. <laughs> yeah, 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 and 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 not necessarily everything is completely one hundred percent true, but but it like. There's, there's even things that are loosely based on true things. Sure, sure. You know, you got that, and then, and you've got just straight up 100% real, real stories. You know, the whole song is completely true from beginning to end. Some of it's just loosely based on a certain instance or right. something somebody said or something somebody did. When did you first start writing your 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 own songs? Uh. Let's see, I started playing guitar when I was twelve, so maybe around um maybe around fourteen, fifteen, I guess, maybe, something like that. But I was back then I was really into rock and roll and, and more heavy metal than anything and so the stuff when I started in the first band ever, like with the bass player kid that I knew, um uh, it was. It seemed like the stuff was kind of really. Uh, 
dark. Right. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was really into heavy metal. And it was really dark. Dark in a different kind of way. Sure. So there's it, dark. There's dark blues, but there's dark heavy metal and rock and roll too. So. Right. So in East End Boulevard, how long ago did you write that song? Uh, maybe. Uh, let's see. The album's been out two years, so maybe four or five years. And how long does it take you to to, to sculpt a, a song? I mean, I know that you know some people say that they they work on songs for years. Some people like write it down and you know it just comes to them. Uh, but like normally, how, how much work do you end up putting into a song once you you know get the initial idea? I like to get it done in a day or two. You know, I, I, that's that's my favorite because you're you're. You're in the zone, and you never come out of the zone. If you you write on something for a day or two, and then come back to it a week later, I feel like you're not completely in it anymore. Sure, sure. That, or or I'm not, I'm not. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't be, because I've definitely done that. There's a couple of new songs I just written in the past couple of weeks that I took a while, you know. It's like you said, sculpting, and, and so, but but I really I, my favorite is getting done within a day or two, you know, two three days max. Staying in, staying in the moment of that song because I, I you know not to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure that you can overthink a song if the more you continue to work on it. Exactly, and that that happens a lot or can <laughs> happen a lot. So when uh, so for all the, the guitar guys out there, what what's your what's the main guitar that you use? Uh, I've got two main guitars right now. One's an Epiphone uh, three thirty nine. I use that for all my slide stuff. And then my number one standard tuning guitar is a Diamondback Stringworks. Uh, I got this endorsement deal with this uh, young builder, and it's a it's a copy of a Telecaster, and uh, it's custom. It's just smoking. I love that guitar. I think uh, Pee Wee Moore. He he said he uses the, the uh, diamond too. I think. Uh huh. Yep. Uh, JB Beverly has got one. Uh, Pee Wee Moore. Me. My drummer and guitarist Yachty Westfield. He's got one. Um, I think even Steve Earle has one. Awesome. Um, so on this song, you know what what chord progressions are, or what what's what styles do you use um, guitar wise? Uh, it's it's more straight hill country, Mississippi hill country blues, like uh, you know R.L. Burnside, Mississippi Fred McDowell, cats like that, Junior Kimbrough. It's more rooted in that that style as far as the music goes. And do you you usually as a as a writer do you usually come up with 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 the music first or or the lyrics? Usually the music. Sure. And then I'll then I'll just kind of hum along to that and let words just kind of come out and see what what happens, what sticks, what doesn't. So what was the, what led you to decide to make music your, you know, your full-time gig, your, you know, your career, your, you know, your, it's all, it's good. Music's a good, obviously it's been a passion for a long time since you've been younger, but when did you finally, you know, what, at what point did you say, Hey, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, full steam ahead. Um, I, I was between jobs 
you know, and um, I was staying with family at the time and thought, okay, I can do this now. It's like now or never. I can jump off the cliff and take that risk. Now, while I don't have as many bills, because <laughs> <laughs> especially starting out and you're not making much, um, so I just went with it at that time because I knew uh, I felt like it was now or never, and uh, or if it maybe not never, but it'd be a while again before I could actually fully and comfortably take that risk. Sure, you know, of doing it. So I just just delved into it. And, you know, it's it's really it's it is my trade. It you know, like it's all I know. It's all I do. Every day, really. Sure. You know, so it, it it's it. You know, I could I could have. I actually I did try to be get into carpentry. I went to vocational high school and took carpentry. Yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> and then my family on my dad's side, um, actually was in the carpenters union for a minute and just no. And then on my dad's side of the family, all my dad my uncles grandpa and they were all sheet metal workers so i tried the sheet metal union for a minute too and then other than that just warehouse jobs you know whatever and this i mean that i'm no sheet metal worker man <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I could be if you know well, i definitely don't want to be right i'd rather be doing this of course you know in in the independent music scene it's it's one of those things where um, I, I think that it's it's a, a certain kind of person uh, with a lot of resilience and uh, you know willingness to 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 do all the hard stuff to get there. But I think what I've noticed is you know for the the true musicians and the true songwriters and the you know once that's in your blood, that's once that's what you do. Nothing else it would ever compare to it. You know you 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 could be doing carpentry, but it just it doesn't have that passion that you have for the music. Yeah, there's, there's, man, it was really, uh, it really hurt my heart to go back to doing something else, anything else other than this. Sure. Really. It's like I said, it's all I know. It's all I do. It's, it's what I'm best at as far as any kind of trade. Right. When you put out an album or, or I guess, you know, as each year comes along, how do you measure your success? I mean, um, you know, obviously independent music is a lot different than, you know, what you hear on the radio and stuff. And so the goals and, and the accomplishments are obviously different. But for you, you know, how do you, you know, when December 31st rolls around and you're you're celebrating the new year, how, how do you judge where you're at in your career? Um, There's so many things that play into it, really. Um not having to uh not having to, to bust it as hard sometimes on bookings sure. um like when you know like a lot of people will come to you to ask you to play instead of you having to beg people to play right <laughs> or you know and uh that's that's one thing uh the, the more that happens the more you know you notice things like that and then uh I don't know, and there's a hundred thousand things that probably play into that. There's a lot of pieces to that puzzle. Sure, but and then well, like in the last record, Tales from Ethan Boulevard, um, we got iTunes placement on that for like 
the album was up for 23 weeks um, from the release date. So up for 23 weeks, uh, the placement of New and Noteworthy featured album uh, in iTunes Blues. So that's another thing. It's like, you know, a little just just small accomplishments. Sure. No matter how small or how big, just any accomplishments, period, really. So you said... And so you, you kind of look at those things and see and see what has happened. Just, and, and especially some of the things that happened that they've never happened before, you know. There's, right. just, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. So you said that you, you're, you're going to be working on a new album that's going to be coming out. Um, what can folks expect from, from that album? Uh, different. It would be the... If I had to pick a word for it, different. Um <laughs> There's, it's already done. Um, I just got on Tuesday, I think. Uh, I got uh, a copy of the final mastered version. Um, it's, it's, it's to try to explain it. I, I've been saying that this is the first album. It's my third album, and it was done right this time. Right. That puts it into perspective or makes any sense. Uh, I, I did it right. Uh, I didn't just go in with two or three people and just bang the songs out and leave and not take any time on it. You know, sure. uh, it was just, it was done more. Not that the others weren't done right. It was just done more right and more the way that I would have wanted the other ones to go, I guess. Um, nothing bad about the, the last two albums. Like, they're they're all three now definitely different and they all have their their place you know but um i was just really excited on getting this done and, and the way that it went down because there's there's more variety on there there's more instrumentation um just uh moving forward i guess you know sure with this one there's a there's there's a few songs that are more rock and roll than blues and like i've just got rock and roll i've played rock and roll bands all my life you know, there's nobody around to play blues with me. Right. You know, um, no, that's nobody that was into blues. So um, I still gotta like get that rock and roll out, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, so there's there's a few songs on there that are really like uh, straight rock and roll and southern rock and roll, and you know. And then there's 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 a couple. Of, so well, there's one song on there in particular that's really uh, it's it's I don't know it's. You wouldn't expect that out of me. Awesome. It's, a, it's a slow song. It's got lap steel. Andy Gibson did lap steel on it. And it's, a, it's a slow song. It's a pretty song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is way different from for, for me. Right. You know, you know but, and, it's, but it's a really good song. You know, and it's there's there's some variety from the beginning to the end of the album. There's total variety. Awesome. You know, and you mentioned that you know you on this album you you did it right. I would suspect that you're just you're learning more. And you, you know, I guess the biggest thing, what I took out of that was, is you, you learned a lot of patience in the from the the other albums to this album. Exactly, and you know, there's more professionalism in this album. There's, there's just patience, taking your time, getting it all right, and making that quote unquote masterpiece instead of just going in really fast and try to get a whole like the first album was done in one day. <laughs> you know, right? Like start at ten, eleven. A.M. and go till two in the morning, and and one whole unlimited day, you know, and then boom, we're done. 
and we did it live off the floor too. We didn't track it. We didn't go do the drums and then the guitar and then the vocals. Like, and that was two man band back then too. And so it, it just taking time on it and making sure it's right this time instead of just being okay with it. Sure. You know? And that's, you know, that's you, you, it's the pride that you have in those songs too, I think probably is part of that too. Yeah, and you know, I was I was in a certain place when I wrote the songs and and also recorded the songs for the first album. Same with the second. And I was in a whole different place than either of those two when I did the third the third album. So Awesome. We different look- people, different different everything, you know. Awesome. Definitely look forward. We're definitely going to have to have you back when that comes out in November. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, where do folks go to get their hands on you know the the re the reissue of Tales from East End Boulevard with the bonus tracks? Go to uh, you can get to it from my website huskyburnett.net, or you can go um, probably easier and quicker to go to the record label. RustyKnucklesMusic.com. You can find it there, either of those two places, and digitally anywhere you can buy music online. And is that available now? It is available now. Awesome. We released that on August 28th. Awesome. Awesome. And then we're going to have you back. And do you have a, a title for the, the, the new album? Yeah, it'll be called Ain't Nothing But a Revival. Oh. And that'll be uh, released in November. Awesome. Well, Husky, thank you very much for being on the show, man. It's always good to talk to you. And, you know, I, I'm i I'm anxious after talking to you. I'm really anxious to hear the new album. And um, thanks for sending me the bonus tracks for uh, Tales from the End of Boulevard. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. Don't forget, if you want to hear another artist on the show in a, about a specific song, email us at the song inside and out at yahoo.com. Yes, there's still people that use Yahoo, and I'm doing it. And thanks again to Husky Burnett and. Yeah. 
Are you a blogger or a podcaster 
or you're just not happy with your web hosts, you need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs. 